Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So today I'm going to touch on should training change while dieting and for the most part, no. So the reason being is what has built the muscle is going to be what's going to retain the muscle. Saying that, there is some exceptions, so uh, which is why this episode's going to be, be a thing because if the answer was just no, then I wouldn't really have much to talk about. So... Yeah, most things shouldn't, most things should stay the same. You shouldn't flip your training on its head when you enter a dieting phase. Uh, that's probably the worst thing you could do. You should keep everything pretty, pretty similar, pretty consistent. But like I said, there's some exceptions to the rule, which is what I'll go over. So, first of all, the first thing that I believe is a reasonable reason to potentially change things when you're dieting is when you're may want to like swap to more stable movements and the reason being is when body weight drops so when you get lighter which will obviously happen during a dieting phase stabilizing movements become harder so movements let's say like the dumbbell press you'll find they're a lot more wobbly you can't be as tight and you might find that when you're doing things like the dumbbell press or like a bench press with a barbell or any other movement uh, specifically it happens more on push movements you'll find it as well on movements like a remaining deadlift or standard deadlift it's just harder to keep your tightness uh, and keep nice and keep nice and like tight and maintain your form so yeah the reason being is like i said your body weight drops we don't have as much body fat which can help us basically be more stable uh, and for the most part, weight does move weight to an extent, meaning if you've got more body fat on you, you'll generally find it's easier to lift movements. Uh, you're more efficient at doing so. But when, let's say, we're doing a dumbbell press and we're dying, we're dropping weight, we're, once you drop like a significant amount of weight, you'll find the stability might be the limiting factor. And what I mean by this is your chest will not be what stops you from performing another rep which we want and the reason we want this is when we think about what our goal is with a movement when trying to target a muscle it's obviously to take it to failure or close to failure depending on your training style but if we can't do that and if the limit factor is stability then we're not going to be able to get as much muscle retention as possible and progress and maybe even build muscle depending on what stage you are in your uh, training in terms of how experienced you are. But yeah, if stability is a limiting factor, the muscle you're trying to target isn't. So this can, like I said, just lead to poorer muscle retention, which we obviously don't want because we can't take that muscle closer to failure. So what do we do in this scenario if, let's say, a dumbbell press might not be great? Uh, so a good substitute could be, let's say, a chest press. So a chest press is going to be a bit more stable because the weight's only going to be going in one direction. Regardless of where you push the handles, how much your arms wobble, you're, the, the machine's only going to be going in one direction. So it doesn't require as much stability. And in terms of if, let's say, you should substitute all movements no definitely not because 
there's the benefits of working stability and working movements that cause you to like need to balance uh, and if we don't do that then we will be kind we will limit ourselves from how much exercises we can do we probably won't get as much out of each exercise because we'll be stuck to machines all the time and there's benefits of using free weights and compound movements that aren't always on machines so we shouldn't just do this on all movements in terms of when you should potentially do this you might not even have to during a dieting phase like if you're just losing a wee bit if you're not getting super lean then it might not be much of an issue so you don't need to automatically swap it out if let's say let's say you're doing a dumbbell press it feels good you're retaining your numbers well then there's no reason why you need to automatically swap it out so if you find let's say on the other hand the dumbbells you use you find them hard to balance most of the time anyway and you're finding they're extremely hard to balance and now you're not performing well you're not enjoying the movement as a result of it and you don't really feel like you're working your chest a lot then it might be a good idea so this can apply to a high incline dumbbell press incline a flat press or like i said it's not just dumbbells like a barbell bench press you could feel this overhead press as well uh, where you could potentially opt for a machine variation of it like just being in a swift machine itself will do a lot of good because like i said what's the goal when we're training the goal isn't to dumbbell press such and such the goal is to stimulate the muscle so it stays around so it potentially grows uh, so yeah that's why our focus should be on swapping to more stable movements sometimes and as a whole we should be creating stability anyway so making ourselves nice and tight and still basically the reason being is when we're more stable we can lift more like i said and we can do this through basically not just sitting on like a machine like for example i done a post the other day when i'm doing like a flat smith machine press i won't just sit there and then just push the bar up and down what i'm thinking about is driving my legs into the ground focus on sliding myself up the bench if that makes sense i'm focusing on lifting my chest towards the bar i'm focusing on rowing the bar down and then having a big breath of air and while i'm pressing uh, so that i'm as tight as possible and a good example of how tight you should try and make yourself is if someone came over and tried to nudge you or push you regardless of what exercise you're doing your goal should be to be stable to not move as a result of it obviously let's say you're doing a a deadlift it's a wee bit different <laughs> to an extent but like in a swift like if i was doing a flat smith machine like bench press if someone came over and tried to budge me ideally i wouldn't move because i've got everything as tight as i can i'm all i'm sprung up and i've got so much tension throughout my whole body that i'm really really tight and stable so yeah one of the reasons why you might want to change things to diet when you're dieting is to swap into more stable environments so you can retain numbers a bit better performance a bit better and muscle mass a bit better as a result of it another potential scenario where you might want to change something when you're dieting is if your recovery worsens so again just because you let's say you start the first week of the diet it doesn't mean your recovery automatically decreases because it doesn't work like that it depends what stage you are in a diet for example if you've got let's say a ridiculously low level of body fat let's say you've got 
four percent body fat or let's say let's say even three or whatever it doesn't really matter to be honest or let's say you have 20 percent body fat you're gonna be able to recover differently the reason being is when we are 20 percent body fat even if we've just entered the dieting phase we've got so much fat stored if we're if we've finished a gaining phase if we're a bit fluffier uh, then we're, yeah we've got so much fat stored which we can use as energy and also when you start dieting your sleep can sometimes improve as well so your recovery might actually get better uh, at first at like during the first half of the dieting phase or the first portion of it there's no set in stone time where your recovery starts to de decrease uh, but yeah at, at some point when you get leaner you might find you don't quite recover as well and how do we potentially know when this happens how do we spot when we don't recover as well so let's say you are you're dieting and you start to like get sore in the gym and you don't quite get rid of that soreness before the next session whereas before you only got sore a wee bit and you recovered in a day or two then that's your recovery getting poorer that's you not being able to recover from as much so when you're in this situation you may need to reduce the volume you're doing so some people make the mistake of when they're dieting they do more they think oh i'm dieting i want to burn more calories i'll do more sets i'll, I'll yeah i'll do more to try and retain like my muscle and that to give a reason to stick around but what happens when you do more let's say i'm training legs instead of doing one set or instead of doing two sets sorry let's say i do four then that means I'm not going to recover as well, I'll be sore going into my next session, performance won't be as great that next session, and it'll just be a knock-on effect. As well as that, more sets you do, the poorer your performance is. And it doesn't matter how much volume I do, if my numbers are poor. So volume doesn't hold on to muscle, meaning doing 10 sets doesn't hold on to muscle. What holds on to muscle is retaining your performance on those sets and doing enough of that to hold on to muscle. So it shouldn't be just one or the other, it's having good intensity and effort to retain and progress and then from there doing enough that you can retain your muscle but not too much that you're sore going into your next session. And if you aren't sore going into your next session and you don't feel like you're doing too much, you don't feel absolutely ridiculously battered at the end of your sessions and you're fine. There's no need to decrease how much you're doing because i've said so in the podcast because like i said this doesn't automatically take place as you enter diet it might not happen for yourself depends where you're at and also how consistent you are as well with everything outside the gym and in terms of why our recovery worsens when we're dieting we're deficient in food so the main tools we have to recover are basically our sleep and our nutrition and one of them's just went out the window one of them's gone Obviously, we're no, we're not eating nothing, but we're eating less. We're like I said, we're deficient in food, which is why we lose weight. So, if you're deficient in food, you're deficient in energy, which we need to recover basically. And going on to something else that you potentially may want to have a look at or potentially change when you're dieting <clears throat> is rep ranges. So, when we are leaner, when we are lighter at body weight we find it harder to stay tight so like i said during something like we'll take a romanian deadlift something i'll be doing today and i'm clinging on my performance for dear life with it's going well so far actually but 
it's definitely getting tougher to maintain that good form and maintain that neutral spine. Uh, it, f- it feels like a like I'm about to rack pull it when I'm taking it out of the rack. Uh, but yeah, when you get lighter and leaner, it's harder to stay tight. And as a result, keep good form. And when we can keep good form, some rep ranges aren't as ideal as others because we can't brace as hard. We can't get as much tightness during the set using just our own, our ourself, if that makes sense. Because we're not in a machine during something like a deadlift, so the only thing we can rely on is doing things like taking a big breath of air, making sure we're trying to like maybe focus on bending the bar around us to engage our back to pack our lats. Uh, we things like that to improve potentially how tight we are. But apart from that, we've not got machines or that we can use during a deadlift, or we we could do have machine variation. But we're talking about a deadlift here. When you're doing it. A rep range of let's say three to five might not be ideal. And the reason being is the lower the weight, the harder it is to stabilize because it's gonna be a closer percentage of your one rep max and overall what you can do. And let's say let's say your form does break down at the end of the set. We don't want that happening from the very start, if that makes sense. And that will probably happen with like a really low rep set. Uh, as you find when you usually see like form breakdown is when folk are going for like a PR or a net max. So ideally we should stick to a wee bit of a higher rep range. And when we're in like, let's say peak gaining phase, when we're at like middle of our bulk, end of our bulk, we're feeling great, we're feeling strong, we're feeling nice and we can keep a lot of tightness and keep our form good during those movements. We've been doing them for a while. Then we can go into those lower rep range to push up our strength so we can get into those rep ranges eventually when it comes to the higher reps. But when we're in a dieting phase and ideally you want to stick to a bit of a lower rep range, something like maybe 8 to 15 is usually ideal uh, because you'll find when you're doing like a three rep set on let's say a deadlift, will that be the best for muscle retention? Will that be the best for keeping you injury free when you can't maintain as much or as good form? Will it be ideal in your joints? Probably not for all of those. Will it be ideal, let's say you're doing less because you can't recover from as much. Would it be ideal doing the sets you can recover from in that low rep, low rep range? Or would be being able to control it very well and have good form and let's say like a 8 to 10 rep range would probably be better. I think the 8 to 10 rep range would probably be better. And there's also, when I'm, when I'm dieting, what I'm finding now is during my high rep sets, anecdotally, meaning from experience, I just don't have the same the same gas tank, the same endurance during sets. So I feel like I just burn out a bit more, probably because I don't have as much carbohydrates, I don't have as much available, I don't have full glycogen stores, which means like glucose from carbohydrates in my muscle. And as a result, I feel like I can't, do as well in those higher rep ranges so as a result usually I feel that I can retain numbers best in like 8 to 15 rep range maybe even a bit lower than 15 but due to this I think it's yeah like like I said I think it's good staying there I don't think f- doing 30 reps is ideal when you're on a diet 
yes, you can make some exceptions. Let's say you're doing lateral raises and you're doing a crazy drop set because you can recover from it. It's a bit different. I'm saying for the main meat and potatoes portion of your work, the main bulk of your work, the main basic compound movements, I'd recommend sticking to around 8 to 15. And that's about it in terms of when your training should change. So basically, when your training should change is when it's got a reason to. If you've not got a good reason to justify changing your training, uh, that makes sense, then it's probably not a good idea to change anything. Because when we change things, we're getting used to new movements. We can't express our true strength. We're not skilled at doing those movements. It'll be harder to target the muscle we're doing as effectively because we're not skilled at them and practiced them before. Uh, so yeah, if nothing's broke, don't try and fix it, simply. Uh, but yeah, I hope this helps. And uh, yeah, let me know if it did. If you've got any recommendations in terms of what what movements, sorry, uh, what episodes you'd like to see or topics you'd like covered, please let me know. And excuse my a brain fog. I'm uh, feeling a bit tired today on a uh, prep, to be honest. But 10 weeks out on Monday, so two days from the when this is released. So we're definitely getting there, considering I started that, I believe, 25 weeks out. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. Leave a rating and review if you can. And hope everyone has a great weekend.